Hi everyone, Michael O'Brien here from the Oracular School of Astrology, and I'm here once again with another Astro Almanac. Now, I know that I'm one day late with the Astro Almanac, and I know that I usually get these out a day before the beginning of the month, but this end of month has been a little bit hectic. We're just on the tail end of the ISAR, oh, it's not called ISAR, we're just on the tail end of the ESAR Conference 2022, at which I was a speaker, and it was a whirlwind of a weekend up in Denver, Colorado. I got to see so many of my friends and colleagues from around the world, and I also got an award at the ESAR Conference for being the favorite emerging astrologer period. <laughs> now, I'm still trying to wrap my mind around what that favorite emerging astrologer title actually means, but at the end of the day, I'm super excited to have been acknowledged by my colleagues and my friends, and really by a room full of hundreds of astrologers whose work I really respect and adore. I also got to speak at the ESAR conference on two topics. One of them was Solar Return Mastery, the Blueprint of Accurate Annual Prediction. And a week before the ESAR conference, I made an entire masterclass series on Solar Return Mastery that is for sale over on our website at oraculosastrology.com. If you click on our masterclasses link, you will find the information for the Soul Return Mastery professional development course. I poured my sweat, my blood, my tears into that course to make sure that everything that you could possibly want to know about mastering soul returns as a practicing astrologer is there at your fingertips. So please go and check out that video series. You could purchase it over on the website. And please, if you start to implement my approach to soul returns within your actual professional astrology practice, shoot me a line and let me know how these techniques are working for you because I always love to know what people are doing with the things that we teach here at Oraculos and whether or not you're getting the results that I know you can get. So go and check it out. Another talk I gave was on Monday in astrology. And I tend to think that people are bored with mundane astrology, and that's really because we don't really see a lot of representation of mundane astrology on platforms such as this. So what I'm going to be doing from now on is every time we do these astro almanacs, I'm also going to include a little injection of mundane astrology in there so that more and more people can get sensitized to the beauty of mundane astrology, because it's one thing to be able to read a birth chart, but it's another thing entirely to be able to read the chart of the actual ecosystem and the actual environment that we find ourselves in so that we can know how to not just be in harmony within ourselves, but also be in harmony within the world at large. So I'm going to be making a few injections of mundane astrology here and there so that you can get the benefit of not just practicing astrology that is directly pertinent to your natal chart, but so you can also see other applications of astrology in action as well. We have a few events coming up at Oraculos this month. The very first one is our OSA Open House, in which you'll find out all the information you need to know about our professional astrology certification program, which begins this October 2nd, 2022. Our professional astrology certification program is where I give you all the information that you need in order to begin a lifelong practice of concrete event-based astrology that both you and your clients can rely on. So if you want to master traditional astrology 
and really chart a path forward for yourself as a professional traditional astrologer who does real concrete reliable work, then by all means, check out our upcoming OSA Open House on September 9th, 2022. And you can find the information to register for that free event down below in the description box. On September 17th, 2022, we also have a free live webinar called How to Read a Birth Chart Like a Pro. Now, I know that many of you are practicing astrologers, and even if you're not a professional practicing astrologer, you probably have been reading the charts for your family and your friends, and you probably want to figure out ways how to streamline that practice so that you can do that in a more effective and a more efficient way. This live webinar is going to tell you all the things you need to do in order to begin reading a birth chart like a pro. And I cannot wait to share that with you. So to sign up for our free live webinar, how to read a birth chart like a pro, which is coming up this September 17, 2022, you can sign up on our website at oraculosastrology.com, as well as click on the link down below in the description box to find out all the information you need to join us in our free live webinar. Now, without further ado, we're going to take a look at the astrology of this coming month of September 2022. Do enjoy. All right, so we're looking at an action-packed month this month, and we're starting off today on the 1st of September 2022 with Mercury in a sesquic quadrate relationship with Saturn. Now, Probably this is another reason why I'm coming out with the Astro Almanac a little bit later than usual. But Mercury, Saspi, Quadre, Saturn has to do with being clear with our words because we know that Mercury has to do with our communication. And Saturn also has to do with knowing that our words become things, knowing that our thoughts also become things. So on today, the 1st of September, which is starting us off for this month of September, the energy in the air is this energy of really making sure that the things that we say make sense, the things that we say have gravity to them, and knowing that anything that we really put our words behind should be things that we actually believe in. Because the universe doesn't know if we believe in something or not. The universe is going to manifest the things that we speak into existence. So really be mindful of how you're using your words and know that your words truly have power to shape and change the world around you. Now, speaking of shaping and changing the world around you, on September the 2nd, tomorrow, we have Mercury in an opposition to Jupiter. And Mercury-Jupiter is the combination for the convincing speaker. Mercury-Jupiter is also the combination for the philosophical thinker or the preacher, or it's really just a combination if you really want to sit down and write. So if you are inclined to writing as a process, and if you're inclined to expressing yourself in that way, know that September 2nd is a day where with the Mercury-Jupiter, there's a lot of impetus within the air to speak and to be heard and to listen and to exchange ideas. And that's really the thing that's bubbling in the atmosphere on September 2nd. Now, on now, I think the caveat of the Mercury-Jupiter is that the Mercury-Jupiter can sometimes weave tall tales that aren't really grounded in reality. And very often, Mercury-Jupiter can also cause us to talk in an overly excessive 
way. And so we really want to make sure that when we are operating under the Mercury-Jupiter influence, or if we're really going to tap into that and use that influence, that we're also making sure that we're giving other people the opportunity to speak and let their voices be heard as well, because sometimes Mercury-Jupiter can cause us to have verbal diarrhea, as it were. On September the 3rd, we have the Sun in a sesquiquadrate relationship with Pluto. Now, Sun, sesquiquadrate, Pluto is a great day, especially for being firm within a sense of all the things that make you feel powerful. Sun Pluto can be a very intense day as well, because when we have the Sun and Pluto in combination, it feels like our presence within the world is being demanded to show up more strongly and to show up more powerfully than we may possibly be accustomed. And so Sun-Pluto is a combination of personal mastery. And when we have the Sun in any sort of relationship with Pluto, it has to do with us showing that personal mastery to the world around us in a big and in an impactful way. So your presence is powerful. And that's what Sun Pluto really represents, knowing that all of us have the ability to radiate within the world in a powerful way. And also knowing that through our very presence, we can evoke change within our environment. So the question is, what sort of change or transformation are you putting your personal light behind on the 3rd of September? And are you using Using your light and your power as a source of good within the world. Sometimes Sun Pluto can be a thing that causes us to shine in a way that really infringes upon the shining of other people around us. So we want to make sure that we're not encroaching on other people's auric field or encroaching on other people's ability to actually shine just as brightly as we are. But we really want to make sure that we're using the Sun Pluto, not just to personally fuel our own fire, but to also inspire other people around us to do the same and to also challenge other people around us to really step into a place of their personal sense of power and strength and ability to do things and to get things done in a grand way. So that's the Sun-Pluto combination on the 3rd of September. Now on September 5th, we have a very interesting thing going on, which is Venus ingressing into Virgo. Now, Virgo is the fall of Venus, and Virgo is the earthy, mutable sign of Mercury. And Venus, as we know, is Venus, the god of love. She wants to be caressed, and she wants to be possessed, and she wants to be in soft, wonderful, aesthetically pleasing environments. And Virgo oftentimes doesn't really have the space for that. And Virgo really doesn't have the space to give Venus a lot of the things that she really wants, essentially. And when we have Venus ingressing into Virgo, while that is more of a universal thing going on, we still want to ask ourselves, how are we showing up in terms of our love relationships? Are we giving love to people in a way that makes people feel warm and soft and loved and held? Or are we giving love to people in a way that is checking off a box or in a way that is just fulfilling another responsibility that we may genuinely have to fulfill? And we really want to make sure that we're able to distinguish between those two forms of offering love in the world, because one of those forms of offering love is really a way that people can sink into and really a way that people can feel embraced. And the other form of offering love, the Venus and Virgo type of form, 
is a way where people feel like you're doing all of the things around them that look like love, but you're not actually really reaching into them from a heart space and offering them a true warm and wet sense of good love. And so when we have Venus in Virgo, which we're going on Venus in Virgo from the 5th of September up until the 29th of September, we really want to make sure that even as we offer love to others, we're offering people love that they can actually feel and sink into and not just love as a responsibility for us. So it should feel warm and soft for us, but it should also feel warm and soft for them so that everyone feels as if they're actually having this emotional need met to be loved and to be appreciated purely based on non-tangible things that make those people lovable to you. So that's the message of Venus ingressing into Virgo on September 5th, where she will stay up until the 29th of September. Now, also on the 25th of September, we have Mercury in a contra-parallel relationship with the sun. And this is a day that smiles on the problem solver because Mercury's sun is really us being able to make our mind manifest and it's us being able to make our mind material in the world so people who have mercury sun in their natal charts in general are people who can think quickly people who can organize information quickly and people who can get things done in a rapid way and so on this day the 5th of september we also have this impetus of getting things done in a rapid way but that could also cause us to feel a little bit uh, and see from a mental perspective, and it could cause us to feel a little bit on edge from, from a mental perspective, because Mercury Sun can also be a person who's overthinking, who's overanalyzing, who's becoming overly critical, which is something we already have to be mindful of on that day because of Venus ingressing into Virgo. And so this Mercury Sun is only giving us more of the same and saying, hey, let's you know, stick up in, let's slow down and let's make sure that even while we're doing the Mercury Sun thing, which is really showing up in a great way from a mental perspective, from a problem solving perspective in the world around us, we also want to make sure that we aren't stressing our own selves out to the point where we can't see the forest because we're getting so caught up in all of the individual trees. The 5th of September is feeling like a high-stress sort of day. So a word from the wise is sufficient. Really be mindful to ground yourself, not just on a mental level, but to really get your heels into the earth on that day, because this Mercury-Sun combination and the Venus ingressing into Virgo is something that can have us far too cerebral when we should actually be trying to sink in and smell the roses as well. On the 9th of September, we have Mercury stationing retrograde. And Mercury stationing retrograde is a very interesting uh, thing in general. And I think that a lot of people in general tend to put a lot of store on Mercury retrograde, period. And I never used to until I think it was probably not 2018. It must have been in 2019 where I wanted to get something done and I wanted to get a series of mercurial things done and nothing actually seemed to work out well. Everything seemed as if there was water in the lines. 
And that's kind of my takeaway in terms of Mercury retrograde. There can tend to be a feeling of there being water in the lines. And that water in the lines, we know that Mercury is going to be stationing retrograde while in Libra. That water in the lines can oftentimes be water in the lines in terms of how we're communicating with each other. And so as we move into this period of Mercury retrograde, we want to make sure that our communication with each other is good and supportive and kind and loving, and that we really go the extra mile to make sure that we're hearing clearly others around us. Because when we have Mercury stationing retrograde, and even if we have Mercury retrograde within our own charts, it can make us feel as if we can't really bring ourselves to a place where we're communicating with the world in a way where people are actually hearing the words that we want to say. So that is coming up on September the 9th. On September 10th, we have Mars sesquiquadrate Pluto. Mars sesquiquadrate Pluto is a very intense combination and it's intense on a personal level when we have Mars Pluto within our natal charts and it's also intense on a collective level. Mars-Pluto is the combination for extreme violence, in a sense. It can also be the combination for amputation, that something is being cut off or something is being let go or something is being discarded from our lives. So when we have Mars-Pluto as a combination, it can make everyone feel a little bit more on edge. It can make everyone feel a little bit more inflamed and it can make all of us feel more driven towards things of warfare. Now, there's enough warfare going on in the world as it is already. And September 10th seems to be a day when the general atmosphere of war within all of our hearts and minds is rising up to the surface a little bit more strongly. But we want to make sure that even as we navigate that day on September 10th, that we're remembering what's really important to us. And we're remembering that even though fighting a good fight could be important to us, relationships are also important to us. Knowing that we hear each other is also important to us. And this is a very crucial thing because we remember the day before we had the Mercury stationing retrograde, which means that there's already a sense of not being able to see eye to eye. And there's already a sense of not really being able to listen to each other in the best of ways. So as we move from September 9th into September 10th with the Mars Quadre Pluto, there's a sense of as a result of us not being able to see eye to eye, we choose to launch into war or we choose to deepen the animosities that exist between us and other people. And that really isn't the way how we should be handling this Mars-Pluto energy. Instead of expressing that Mars-Pluto energy in the world in a way that might be destructive and also in a way that we might regret later, it's better to use that Mars-Pluto to do a scouring sweep of our own internal lives to see are there parts of ourselves that we need to amputate? Are there parts of ourselves that don't actually belong within our constitution? Are there things that we're holding within our soul and psyche that don't actually bring us that much closer to a sense of really living from the hot seat of our power? And if we're holding ourselves trapped within anything, whether those are relationships externally or whether those are relationships that we have towards ourselves internally, and those things are blocking us off from a larger sense of who we are, then those things are things that definitely need to be amputated. So do the internal soul search and see whether or not you're, you're 
digging your heels or really basing your identity on things and parts of your life that shouldn't actually be a part of your identity. And if you notice that that's the case, then by all means, have the courage and exercise that violent Mars-Pluto energy and cut those things out of yourself and cut those things out of your life. I think the lady's name is Maria Kondo or whatever her name is, but condify your life so that you're creating more space within your life to experience the fullness of who you are, which is a version of yourself that is free from those attachments to those things that really feel heavy or those things that don't actually have the ability to help you on your own evolutionary path. So that's on September the 10th. Now, on September 13th, we have the Sun in the contra-parallel relationship to Neptune. Sun contra-parallel Neptune is an interesting day because Sun contra-parallel Neptune is a day where feeling weak is one expression of it, but feeling as if we don't have the vitality to get up and go could be another expression of it. And I think Sun-Neptune also has the ability to make us feel like we aren't actually being seen. Sometimes people who have Sun-Neptune natally are people who walk around the world and they say they actually feel invisible. They don't feel as if people really see them for who they are. And sometimes they could be standing up in a crowd of people and not be seen at all. Or sometimes they may be the only person in the room and not feel as if other people are seeing them at all. So there's an invisibility factor when it comes to Sun Neptune that can make us feel like we're not really being seen for who we are. And that can also make us feel like people just aren't getting us. And so on days when there's Sun Neptune, it could seem as if it's raining more than often or the sky is falling more than often or we could be doing the chicken little thing where everything seems like the end of the world because the sun neptune really creates a sensitivity within us where we just start crying at the stoplight and we don't know why so on the 13th of september when the sun is in the contra parallel relationship with neptune just be mindful that that's the overarching energy in the air and don't really allow yourself to be carried away by that in a way that makes you do things that are regrettable or in a way where you get so caught up in the Neptunian fog of everything that you can't actually ground and find your center. September 14th, we have Venus in a sesquiquadrate relationship with Pluto. Venus-Pluto is the combination of fanatic and fantastic love. So Venus-Pluto could be great if you are having a high school love affair and you and your sweethearts are going on a wild romp through the town and enjoying the best moment of your lives together and just getting lost within the carnal pleasure of the two of you being together. You know, Venus Pluto is 50 shades of gray, rip my clothes off and all of the things basically. However, Venus Pluto coming after the Sun Neptune on the 13th of September 
could be a little tiny bit problematic. And the reason why I say problematic is because the Sun Neptune leaves us open to all influences. And the Venus Pluto on the next day following that is probably taking advantage of our gullibility. And as a result of that, pushing us and forcing us in the direction to do things from a purely carnal part of ourselves that we probably are going to regret. So we want to cool it down, you know, take a cold shower on the 14th of September, and also on the 16th of September, when we have the Venus in a square relationship to Mars, we want to make sure that we're taking a cold shower because Venus square Mars is literally the point of sex within our birth charts. We oftentimes call Venus Mars the sexy midpoint. It has to do with what turns us on. So from the 13th of September with the Sun contraparallel Neptune, all the way down to, I dare say, the 16th of September with the Venus square the Mars, eh, you know, there's a lot of passion and heat and intensity flying around the air. And that could be great. But at the same time, do you really want to go there? Do you really want to make decisions when all of this impulsive, hungry energy is flying around? We probably don't. So any big decision-making process we have to do, especially if something feels like it's turning us on in a deep, carnal sort of way where it's actually literally turning us on, we probably want to calm down a bit and revisit this, especially because on the 16th of September, we also have the sun applying to the perfect opposition of Neptune. So look at these few days. On the 13th of September, we have the Sun contraparallel Neptune. And then on the 14th, we have the Venus sesquiquadrate the Pluto. On the 16th, we have the Venus square the Mars. And also on the 16th, we have the Sun completing his opposition to Neptune. So this is a chunk of time where, I don't know, would I get proposed during these days? I don't necessarily know if I would. Would I make any big decision based on something really coming and sparkling in the front of my eyes and really making me feel turned on in a very physical way? Do I want to use this as the time when I do any of those things? Probably not. Because the Sun-Neptune framing these days feels like disappointment is framing this period on either side. And we want to be mindful that if disappointment is floating around in the air at the same time that our carnal passions and desires are floating around in the air, then someone's going to end up crying at the end of the day. Interestingly enough, Venus-Pluto can also be a combination for... trying to see what's the politically correct thing to say. But Venus oftentimes represents our love-making body parts, and Pluto oftentimes represents us using our love-making body parts in a way that has no discretion. So one can imagine what sort of repercussions could happen if you use your love-making body parts in a way that has no discretion. So, you know, definitely, if you're going to go that route on these days, use protection, make sure that you're keeping it safe, and make sure that you aren't over-promising yourself to something just because it makes you feel a nice tickle 
and you love making body parts, basically. Now, on the 18th of September, we have Mercury in opposition to Jupiter, which is nice because we saw that already on the 2nd of September. And here we have the Mercury retrograding back to his opposition of Jupiter. Now, I don't necessarily know if I would like for Mercury retrograde to be opposite Jupiter, because what was definitely the tendency to exaggerate the truth on the 2nd of September is probably just manifesting as flat out lies on September 18th. So Mercury opposite Jupiter on September 18th could be a day where everyone has a big idea. It could be a day where everyone has something to say and something to share. But at the same time, we really need to make sure that we're exercising a great amount of discretion because this is Mercury retrograde we're talking about coming to the opposition of Jupiter. And, you know, we don't necessarily know if we trust everything this Mercury is ushering into our lives on this day. So be mindful of that. Now, on September 19th, Mercury retrograde is returning to his Sasquatch quadrate with Saturn. Once again, this is Mercury retrograde. We're talking about Mercury retrograde in Libra. So there's already a tendency of this Mercury to be a people's pleaser. There's already a tendency of this Mercury to make people feel good in general. And there's a tendency within this Mercury to bind himself verbally to things that serve the collective, even if they don't serve him. So once again, on this day, be mindful that thoughts become things and words become things, especially when you say those words as if you really mean them. We really want to make sure that we aren't dragging people along and that we also aren't saying things if we don't really mean them. Because the Mercury retrograde reapplying to the Sasquatch quadrant of Saturn tells us, hey, these words bind and you want to make sure that while all of this Sun-Neptune energy is in the air as well, you're not binding yourself in a way that you will ultimately regret. Now, on the 19th of September, we also have Mercury Sasquatch quadrate to Uranus, and the Mercury Uranus could be a bit better, except for the fact that we're talking about Mercury retrograde. So if you thought that you were hyper alert, and as if you were on edge on September 5th with all of the buzzing Mercury energy in the air while Mercury was actually direct, well, you better buckle up because on the 19th of September, we have Mercury in a sesquiquadrate to Uranus and that relationship causes us all to feel as if our crown chakra, for lack of a better term, was struck by lightning. And when your crown chakra gets struck by lightning, it could feel as if worlds upon worlds upon worlds are opening up within our minds, which is really, really, really great, especially if you're wanting to channel new ideas and new thoughts and new anything. Mercury-Uranus is a wonderful combination, but it's also a combination for having a mental break. And it can also be a combination for being so mentally overwhelmed that we just shut down because we're bringing in too much all at once. So on the 19th of September, for the sake of all of our nervous systems, it will be a great day to take a sabbatical from technology, for example, because Mercury-Uranus can really hook us on to our phones and the TV and all of the various technological devices that we have. And this is a day where those devices are very likely going to lead us in the direction of a great sense of internal overwhelm. So be nice to your nervous system, 
put the tablet down, read a book. As a matter of fact, lay down on the beach, turn your palms up and just take in the natural world around you so that you can actually ground and probably even give yourself a technological detox on that day. September 21st, we have Jupiter applying to the semi-square of Saturn, and Jupiter semi-square Saturn has to do with the things that we're doing patiently in the dark that we really believe are going to be successful at the end of the day. So it could be a great day to start a project. It can be a great day to do something that has a lot of gravity or to commit yourself to something that has a lot of gravity. Now, the Jupiter-Saturn combination is only made stressful because it oftentimes refers to things that nobody else can help us with. It really just feels like it's just us when we have Jupiter-Saturn as a combination. So on a day like this, we also want to know that, hey, whatever we're committing ourselves to, whatever we're committing our energy to, the air around us has the sort of gravity that makes us make sure that the things that are rising to the surface from all of our other ideas, those things are actually the things that have some level of success planted within them. The combination of Jupiter-Saturn says it's going to take a while to really cultivate that success out of those things. So maybe this is us starting a new hobby. For example, I'm a calligrapher. I love calligraphy. This would be a great day to start calligraphy as a hobby if you haven't already started that. If you don't already do that, it could be a great day for you to also take up an instrument or take up something else that you know is going to take a while to develop. But once it develops, it's something that you're truly happy about having committed that time to. September the 21st is a wonderful day to get that done. Now, on September the 21st, we also have Mercury in a parallel relationship to Neptune, which I dare say that the sobriety of the Jupiter-Saturn combination has the ability to calm this down all the way, because Mercury in a parallel relationship with Neptune in general is something that can feel like we're living in a bit of a daydream and we don't really have our head firmly planted on our shoulders, and it can feel like we don't really have a firm grip of reality in general. So there's that. But we also have the Jupiter-Saturn happening on that same day. So I think what these two things in combination could be giving us is the ability to clarify our dreams and also the ability to commit ourselves to just doing one of those dreams patiently, studiously, like a student taking on a new subject in school. These are this represents a great day to tap into the inspiration, to want to become masterful at something, as well as to tap into the patience to want to become masterful at something. So if there's something that you're wanting to bring into the world, whether that's a creative thing, or even whether that's something a lot more tangible, like you want to start working on the plans for your house, or you want to start working on plans about your relocation or something, this is a great day, the 21st of September, to really dedicate some time to making that happen for yourself because everything within the air is more or less predisposed to both inspiration, patience, 
well, not both, but everything in the air is predisposed to inspiration, patience, and dedication to get the thing done. On September 22nd, we have the Sun parallel Jupiter. And Sun parallel Jupiter, great combination for a successful day. So if there are things that you need to do, that you want some extra mojo from the universe to pour into your life around as far as success is related, then the Sun parallel Jupiter on the 22nd of September is a wonderful day and it's a wonderful sort of combination for you to really tap into the successful waves that are already flowing around in the air. Sun, Jupiter, the literal interpretation of that combination is material success. So if you want to do anything at all, and you want to be the person with the upper hand to take advantage of this force of material success that's in the air and in the environment, then sun parallel Jupiter is a day to really align yourselves around that successful energy. It's well worth taking advantage of. I'm going to take advantage of it. I hope you do the same. On the 22nd of September, we also have Mercury Sasqui Quadrate to the Node. And Mercury Sasqui Quadrate to the Node has to do with people who we share our ideas with. And so, you know, on this day, people might be a little bit more chatty and people might want to drink some of our magic sauce and they might want for us to share our ideas with them. And while on the one hand, collaboration can be a very great sort of thing, on the other hand, we also want to know that based on the energy that we had the day before with the Jupiter-Saturn, we probably don't want to share our ideas too quickly. So some things that we're doing, that we're taking magical advantage of in terms of knowing what these transits are coming up and also using them to our advantage, some things it's better to, you know, just keep it zipped on so that we aren't actually diluting the force of that magical momentum by being too willing to share with too many people while our dreams are still in the oven trying to bake and trying to become a delicious masterpiece. So keep it to yourself. Also on September 22nd, it's a busy day. We have the sun ingressing into Libra. The sun ingressing into Libra marks the autumnal equinox. And it's a very, very interesting and also a very powerful day. And insofar as sharing more mundane astrology with you is concerned, it's very well worth me hopping back on here and doing another recording for the autumnal equinox or for the Libra ingress of the sun so that you could get a sense of what the destiny is really particularly for this country of the United States of America for the months of autumn. So that's something that I'm going to put it out there in the atmosphere from now, that that's something that I'm planning to do for the 22nd of September. On the other hand, the sun ingressing into Libra isn't necessarily the strongest sun in the world. As a matter of fact, it's the sun in his fall, which is a part of why that season is called the fall, because here the king is slain. And oftentimes what is slain, insofar as the king is concerned, is the part of us that's willing to be in our full glory, individualized and in radiant expression. 
Very often people who have the sun in Libra, especially people who have the sun in zero degrees of Libra, are people who are overgiving or people who are oversharing or people who are attempting to do too much for too many people or they're possibly feeling within themselves like they're too reliant on their relationships. Like they're really manifesting what we would think of as a stereotypical Libra type, essentially. And that can be good because we need relationships. But on the other hand, this overemphasis on the relationship side of things may not be so good, especially because oftentimes when we over rely on people, it doesn't take that long before we realize that the people who we are overly reliant on can't actually deliver us the goods in the way that we need for them to be delivered. So, you know, we also want to kind of be mindful at this time that with the sun ingressing into Libra, we really try to fortify the things that we appreciate about ourselves as individuals. And we try to keep that flame burning within us as we move within this autumnal season. The 23rd of September, we have Mercury coming to the conjunction of the sun. And Mercury conjunct the sun, once again, is a very busy-minded period. It's a wonderful period for getting things done. It's a wonderful period for being in communication with other people around us because everyone wants to share and everyone wants to talk on this day. So there can be a lot of talks. There can be a lot of discussion. There can be a lot of people wanting to have their voices heard. And everybody has an opinion on the day when Mercury is in the conjunction with the sun. The people literally become Mercury in a sense. This could be a great thing from the perspective of wanting to open up to others and also wanting to participate in dialogue with others. And we have to remember that this Mercury is still technically retrograde. And by virtue of the Mercury being retrograde, we wonder whether or not all of the talking that's occurring on this day is actually talking that has the ability to metamorphose into something more profound or something more grounded. Because on days like this with the Mercury retrograde in Libra, with the sun having just gone into Libra, everyone wants to talk and we don't have the boundaries to tell them, hey, I can't talk right now. And on a day like this, boundaries are really necessary because you might find many people around you trying to take up your time, your space, and your energy purely with conversations that make no sense whatsoever. So, that is the 23rd of September. Now, on that same day, very busy day, we have the sun in a contra-parallel relationship with Jupiter. It is another one of our lucky days. So as far as lucky days are concerned, we have the sun on September 22nd, parallel to Jupiter, is a very lucky day. And also on September 23rd. So we have two lucky days coming back to back with the sun in a contra-parallel relationship with Jupiter on the 23rd of September. So use these two days to your advantage. Really make them work for you. Sun-Jupiter days are high days. They're days of luck. They're not low days. A low day would be a Sun-Neptune day or a Sun-Saturn day. And these days happen to be high days. Anything you want, anything you need, anything you're trying to manifest, make it happen on these two days. Anything that needs an extra bout of cosmic oomph, you can get those things done or you can get those things initiated on these days because these days are days of success. 
On the 23rd of September, we also have Mercury ingressing back into Virgo by retrograde motion. And this Mercury ingressing into Virgo is a better place for Mercury to be retrograde because we know that one of our ancient aphorisms is that a planet in his own domicile, yet their retrograde, is like a sick man in his own home. And so we would rather Mercury to be a sick man in his own home than to be a sick man in somebody else's home. And so this day, September 23rd, seems like a day of remediation, and it seems like a day of reconstituting a sense of wholeness and well-being within ourselves, especially if we have the ability to really establish what our boundaries are in relationship to the world around us. So it's a good day because of the sun, Jupiter. It's a good day because we have Mercury returning to his own domicile. Probably not the best of days because we have the sun ingressing into Libra, but we have other things going on within this day that remediate the effects of this day that says that we can use it to our advantage for our own prosperity and success. Now, the other thing that's coming as an icing on the cake for this 23rd of September is that we also have the Sun in a sesquiquadrate relationship with the node. And Sun sesquiquadrate, the node, has to do with our physical connections with others within the world. And our physical connections with others in the world is what this day is all about. We saw that already through the Mercury conjunct the Sun. And here we have the Sun in a sesquiquadrate relationship with the node. So there is a lot of connecting with people and people wanting to be connected with and people wanting to take up our space and our time, which is great. If you've been feeling like you've been in a bit of a hermitage and you want to get out and you want to connect and you want to make this a day where you celebrate your physical connections with others, then by all means, please do. And also know that if you would rather use this day for the purpose of taking advantage of the successful and the prosperity-based energy that's in the air by virtue of the sun in the contra-parallel relationship to the Jupiter, then I'd rather do that and see my friends the next day. The next day, the 24th of September, we have Venus opposite Neptune. Venus opposite Neptune is the actual factual combination of disappointment in love. And it's interesting because the Venus-Neptune combination tends to be a very elusive thing because the love that Venus-Neptune ushers into our lives doesn't seem disappointing on the surface. It's only afterwards that that love seems like a genuinely disappointing thing. And on this 24th of September, we don't just have the Venus opposite Neptune, but we also have the Venus contraparallel Neptune. When planets are in a conjunction with each other and they are also parallel to each other, those planets work even that much more strongly. When planets are in contraparallel relationship to each other, and they also have a zodiacal opposition to each other, like this Venus-Neptune on the 24th of September, they also work out that much more strongly. So the Venus opposite Neptune and the Venus contraparallel Neptune both reinforce the message of disappointment in love. And on a day when there is so much disappointment in love floating around in the air, we want to make sure that we're not getting married, we're not saying I do to the proposal, we're giving ourselves space and we're giving ourselves time because we know that if we get married on this day, then this is the chart 
of our marriage, basically. And built into the chart of our marriage will be Venus opposite Neptune. And Venus opposite Neptune, I've never actually quite heard any Venus opposite Neptune story that panned out well. Venus opposite Neptune can also feel like having Neptune conjunct your seventh house cusp. And it's baffling how many people do tend to get married when they have Neptune conjunct their seventh house cusp, only to find out later on that it wasn't what they dreamt it would be. So on this day, gird your heart and gird your loins and make sure that you are not tying the knot on this day because it's not the best day to do that. And if you know people who are tying the knot on this day, then you'll use it as a social experiment years down the line to see what happens if you get married under Venus-Neptune in opposition. It's really not the best combination. It could be a great combination if you're a graphic designer, if you are a videographer, if you're a painter, if you're someone who works in a field where you have to capture beauty. It could be a wonderful day to express your beautiful and transcendental artwork to the world. It's not a day to get married. Now, on the next day, we have the Mercury parallel the Sun on the 25th, followed by the Sun in a sesquiquadrate relationship with the Uranus on the 26th. And these are good combinations, once again, because Uranus has to do with science, Mercury has to do with the mind. They're very good combinations for troubleshooting, Mercury-Sun, very good combinations for oration, for expressing ourselves verbally, for getting ourselves heard, for getting ahead of the line because we know how to put words together or we have the right words that spark something really wonderful and exciting within the hearts and minds of other people. The Sun, Sesquiquadrate, the Uranus, is a day where we can tap into what is really unique about the day. And we can really find something, you know, the, the Sun Sesquiquadrate Uranus is a day where everything seems novel and the day where everything seems unique. And it's a day full of surprises and also full of excitement. Uranus, as we know, is one of the planets we associate with astrology. So it's a wonderful day if you want to talk to the world around you about astrological things. If you're a person who makes astrological anything and you want to share that with the world, on a day like September 26th, when we have the sun in a sesquiquadrate relationship with Uranus, that's a day that smiles on the astrologer. Now, on that same day, the 26th of September, we have the Mercury applying to the conjunction of Venus, which says that we don't only have the je ne sais quoi to really express the things about our astrology that's unique and exciting, but we also have the words to package that in a way that other people will love to hear about. So if you are an astrologer and you want to launch something or you want to promote something on a day when the world around you is more receptive to astrology and on a day when the world around you is more receptive to wanting to hear all of the beautiful things that you can say about your astrology, then spend some time in the days before that planning out that messaging and planning out that launch as it were, because this is a wonderful day to launch things that have to do with astrology. It could also be a wonderful day to launch an app because Uranus is also the planet of technology. So if you have something astrological to launch, or if you have something technological to launch, then this day, the 26th of September, is a wonderful day for both of those things. 
And not only that, on the 26th of September, we find us having yet another up day, because on this day, we have the sun applying to the exact opposition of Jupiter. So this is a very successful day for your astrological endeavors. It's a very successful day if you are a technological creator and you want to share your technology with the world around you. And because we know that Mercury Venus is also a combination of beautiful words. It's a very wonderful day if you want to share your beautiful words with others in a way that will bring you financial success. And I say financial success because the combination of Sun-Jupiter, even though this is an opposition, the combination of Sun-Jupiter has to do with physical material success in the physical material world. The next day, on the 27th of September, we have Mercury in a parallel relationship to Jupiter, followed by the Sun in a sesquiquadrate relationship to Saturn, followed by the Sun having a contraparallel relationship with Venus. Now, whereas the day before, on the 26th, was an up day because we have the Sun-Jupiter, this day, the 27th, we have the Sun-Saturn. So the Sun-Saturn really isn't the best day for your launch. The Sun-Saturn really isn't the best day to sell your product. And the Sun-Saturn isn't really a day that allows you to shine in an entrepreneurial way. So do your entrepreneurial shining the day before and then take a break from that shining on the 27th because the 27th is a day when we really just need to calm down and regroup and settle and ground ourselves once again. Now on the same day, we have the Mercury parallel to the Jupiter, which is nice from a talking perspective. Everybody has a big talk, but we have to remember that on this day, the substratum of this day is the Sun-Saturn, which tells us that this day is a down day in general. We also have the Venus-Sun. Everybody looks beautiful on this day, but also it's a Sun-Saturn day, so we don't want to be too deeply overwhelmed by the beauty or by the magic that people are bringing into our lives on this day, because it may not necessarily be the most reliable thing in the world. 28th of September is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful day. And the reason for that is because we have Jupiter in a semi-square relationship with Uranus. And Jupiter-Uranus is the combination of winning the jackpot. It can also be the combination of getting struck by lightning but it definitely is the combination of winning the jackpot. And so like our sun Jupiter days, Jupiter semi-square Uranus is a wonderful update as well. Anything you need to promote, anything you need to sell, anything you need to get out of yourself and into the world, do it on the 28th of September, which is once again, another update. And we started our updates by... And just to recap for you what the updates this month are going to be, we have an update on September 22nd with the Sun parallel Jupiter. We have another update on September 23rd with the Sun contra parallel the Jupiter. We have another update on the 26th with the Sun opposite Jupiter. We have a down day on September 27th with the sun sesquipoidrate to Saturn. And September 28th is the last update we will be having in the month of September. So 
promote, 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 sell, 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 particularly in terms of things that have to do with astrology once again, because Jupiter-Uranus is the astrologer's combination. If you have something that you want to share with the world, astrologically speaking, it's a wonderful day to do that in general, because Jupiter will be blessing all things that are Uranian on this day. And we know that technology is also part of that spectrum. So if you folks out there listening to the Arachnos podcast are also technology nerds, and you have a techno project that you want to share with the I don't know if that makes sense, a techno project. But if you have something technological that you want to share with the world, then this is a wonderful day that brings success to all things astrological, as well as all things technological on the 28th of September. We are now at the last busy day in the month of September. We have Venus ingressing into Libra on the 29th of September, as well as Venus sesquiquadrate the node, as well as Mercury parallel to Venus, as well as Saturn contraparallel the node. All of this is happening on September 29th. Now, the Venus ingressing into Libra is a wonderful thing because we know that that is the domicile of Venus, and that's someplace where she would rather be more than other places in general. And this is a wonderful combination for people who are working in the arts or in the beauty industry, or if you're creating something artistic or creating something beautiful. At the very minimum, these things say that the misunderstandings that we had earlier within the month technically should have the ability to smooth themselves over by the 29th. However, on this day, we also have the Saturn in a contra-parallel relationship with the North Node. So we really want to be careful with what we're saying on this day, because we know that this has already been a month of tenuous relationships, and Saturn in any hard aspect relationship with the nodes is often a signature of the separation or the severing of a relationship. So even though this day starts off strong with the Venus ingressing into Libra and it follows through with the Venus node connection and it further follows through with the Mercury-Venus connection, the fact that Saturn node is how this day is ending, which is literally the separation of relationships, says to us that, Mm, you know, make sure that the beautiful Mercury-Venus words that you're sharing with others is coming from a place of genuine depth, and it's not coming from a place where people feel patronized by those words. Because for all the Venus that's in the air, this is also a very active Saturn day. And similar to what I said before, with Saturn in this contra-parallel relationship to the North Node, it is a relationship that we often interpret as a divorce or as a separation. So there is that energy in the air. And so we want to be mindful that whatever we're saying to people is coming truly from the heart, is not just coming from the brain, so that people receive what we have to say in a way that is pacifying and soothing and not in a way that actually pushes them towards the Saturn contra-parallel the node side of things, which is where they want to sever ties and they want to go their separate ways, possibly from us. That is the astrology of this month of September 2022. 
And there are some other cool things that I want to plug in. I would love to start taking a look at the new moon charts. I know that we have passed the last new moon, which was on the 27th of August. Like I said, I was in full astrology conference mode, and so I missed that opportunity. But I would love to start taking a look at more of these mundane astrology considerations so that you all could begin to sink your teeth into some of that content with me, because it's actually a wonderfully exciting field of astrology to practice. And I want to share that with you here. Also, like I said, if you haven't already checked out Michael's Masterclass series, please do and please do. Please go and do so over at my website, which is oraculosastrology.com. Click on the Masterclasses tab and dive into a world of so much good learning and so much good, concrete, practical astrology. Remember, on September 9th, we have our OSA Open House coming up, where I'll be sharing with you all of the wonderful things that you can possibly need to know about our Professional Astrologer Certification Program. Our Professional Astrologer Certification Program is where I give you all of the information and all of the practical tools that you need in order to master traditional astrology and in order to be a reliable, confident, concrete astrologer in the world, both for yourself as well as for the lives of your clients. So if you want to learn some good astrology that not only you can depend on, but also everybody who you will be serving with that astrology can depend on as well, then by all means, check out our open house. It is free and it's on September 9th, 2022. And if you want to learn all the things you need to know in order to read a birth chart like a pro, check out my free live webinar, which is on the 17th of September, 2022. And you can also sign up for that over on the website, or you can click on the link down below in the description box to join me there as well. As always, I've had a wonderful time being here with you, and I'm so grateful that you've chosen to join me once again on the Oraculous Podcast. Please remember to like, subscribe, and share the podcast with your other astrologically-minded friends so that more and more people can dive into this wonderful world of the magic of astrology that we're cultivating here on the Oraculous Podcast. Until next time, I'm leaving you in peace and love and hope. Until we meet again, have a good one. Bye-bye.